Hey everybody, we have two great sponsors for you today. The first is Hover.com. With hundreds of domain extensions, no heavy-handed upselling, and best-in-class support, Hover makes it easy to spend less time on your domains and more time on your big idea. I've been a customer of Hover.com for years, and I couldn't be happier. Their service is top-notch, and the extra value they bring is unmatched. And now, you can use the offer code BUILDSOMETHING for 10% off your first purchase. Our other sponsor is WP Stagecoach. WP Stagecoach provides easy WordPress staging sites. Create your staging site with one click and import your changes back to your live site with one click. If you need to make changes to your WordPress site, it could not be easier to test them with WP Stagecoach. Head on over to howibuilt.show stagecoach for more information. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, I am here with my good friend, WordPress person, cigar aficionado, uh, Chris Lemma. Chris, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, very good. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, so today, we are going to talk about uh, your website, beyondgood.com. Is that correct? That's right. All right, cool. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, uh, the product, and how you came up with this idea? Sure. So um, I am a guy who's been blogging for five and a half years, almost predominantly around WordPress. And yet, uh, a lot of what I do in my day job is leading people and managing people. And I've been doing that for about 20 years. And, uh, And I decided I wanted to spin up a new site where I could focus on the leadership side of things. And so I, I bought the domain name uh, Beyond Good, spun up the website, and now I'm rolling out all of the features. It's been, uh, it's been several months in progress just to get uh, some core content in place and now start building out all the rest of uh, the membership site and the store and, and all the things that go with uh, a website when you put it all together. Of course, it's sitting on top of WordPress, so it leverages all the things that I normally write about on chrislama.com, uh, but I wanted a dedicated place where people could go if they just were looking at leadership stuff. Nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, you've been, man, I mean, you were, uh, you were, you know, my boss at crowd favorite a little bit for a while my direct boss. So, uh, you manage primarily software people. Is that correct? Yeah. For the most part, I've done some work in nonprofits, but, uh, the, the 21 years of, of, uh, hardcore leadership management have all been leading people smarter than me. <laughs> Nice. I'm I'm sure most programmers, uh, because of the way most of us think, would agree with that. I necessarily <laughs> would not, but um, so and I mean, like you know, programmers can be. Uh, I can say this because I'm one of them. We can kind of be a pain in the neck to manage. So this seems like a a really great uh, a really great blog that's probably helpful to a lot of people. Um, you've been doing this for a long time. So did you do any specific research for this for this product, or is this like mostly a brain dump of, or or some combination? Well, the content itself comes from not only two decades of, of leading folks, but I, I actually have, and I, we were chatting with a friend at a conference this last week where I said, uh, I actually have a master's degree in leadership. And they were like, are you, you kidding me? And I'm like, no, no, I didn't want an MBA, but I wanted to do more reading and research and writing in this space. And so I went and got one. And, uh, and so in some ways you could say there's a lot of research behind this. On the flip side, the reality is um, when you're talking about building out a new product, whether you're talking about a website 
or a website with a store and, and selling books and all that kind of stuff, part of what you have to do is figure out, is there an audience for this, right? And so that's where uh, most people rush in, right? Buy a domain, get a website, roll it out, get going. What? And then they're like, huh, nothing's happening. And, uh, and so I move a lot slower uh, building not only the content, but starting to build and do the research to figure out what's the network of people, what are the relationships and dynamics I have to have to make this win. So in point of fact, for this website, before the first post went online, I have a spreadsheet of the top uh, 300 folks that blog about uh, leadership. I have um, them ranked in terms of the number of posts they output, in terms of the number of comments they get on average per post. I have a list of the top 100 people that have written books on Amazon about leadership. I have a average setting of the the stars that they've gotten on reviews of the sum total of their books plus the total number of their books. Um, we don't again normally we don't talk about all this, right? But when I go to research into a space, I I. I make sure that I know who, who are the players, right? What's the content? And I'm not going to try and jump into the top uh, leadership blogger and say, hey, can you post back or link back to me? Because that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> they get those requests every day, right? right? Um, but the flip side, if you, if you can create your own algorithm for ranking all this data into how you would score these, these people about this topic or about any topic, if you can rank, create your own algorithm and then rank it and you start at the bottom and you start backlinking and creating links and relationships and comments at the bottom and then they start giving you reciprocal love and then you start moving up your chain, eventually you get to uh, the top folks. And this is essentially what I did five years ago in the WordPress space, right? Today I have a lot of connections to a lot of people that are very important in the WordPress ecosystem, but I didn't start there, right? You start at the bottom and you build your way up. But when I when I bring particularly a content oriented product to market, um, part of what I'm saying in that space is I've done the homework to figure out who are the players, what's the lay of the land look like, so that I'm not just stepping into it and I might step on a landmine. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. You wouldn't, you know, if you were a baseball player or a football player, you wouldn't go into a game not knowing anything about the team that you're about to play against, right? So. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, and and I mean that's. Uh, forming relationships is, is one of the most important things. I did the same thing with WP in one month. You know, I, I could do the beginner WordPress stuff, but I'm not going to. Sean Hesketh is in that space and is doing it much better than I would do it. Uh, so I, you know, I, I talked to him. I talked to Corey Miller and a few other people about, hey, you guys are doing this. Where can I fit in without stepping on your toes? So that's that's uh, just great advice. And, uh, and kind of... Um, Transitioning into that, uh, you give tons of advice on clarity. Actually, you're the one who got me onto clarity. So I know that a lot of people seek out your advice. Uh, do you talk to people about uh, you know ideas that you have floating around, advice on how to make things work, and things like that? I do. So um, I'm a I'm a huge believer in collecting opinions, whether or not. I agree with them and whether or not I obey them, right? That's my prerogative. At the end of the day, I have to make the call. But um, the the old paradigm of I'm going to do all this in silence and never talk to anyone so that it can be a secret because someone might steal my idea really is kind of dead. And so, um, I mean, obviously, I'm not running a hedge fund. But um, <laughs> if in this space, right, I, I talk to a lot of folks and I walk through a lot of stuff. And I'm really good friends with several leadership bloggers that are f 
you know, far further ahead than me. And I'm like, that's fine. I want to take a little particular space, right? And one of these little corners I want to focus on is particularly the angle of of uh, storytelling and leadership and uh, in, in team management and leadership. There's a couple little angles. And I go, those are the only angles I want to take. Um, and so then you start having these conversations with people, right? And you start going, what, what do you think about this? Would you buy a book on this? What, what What's the angle here? Um, obviously, I speak at a lot of conferences. And so over the last several months, most of my topics have been storytelling in leadership as a way to constantly evaluate the content and evaluate, okay, what sticks, what doesn't. It's amazing. You give a talk and you think, that didn't go as well as I thought it might. <laughs> and and it's its its own feedback, right? So whether I'm doing it one-on-one -on -one collecting advice or whether I'm doing that in a group, in an audience setting back and forth, uh, you're always trying to collect feedback to help you then say, okay, now that I have data, which of this data strikes me as really true or helpful? And then, and then you start course correcting. Yeah. And, and like speaking at conferences, like doing things in like a, a real life space is, is great feedback. I can, like I've taught classes and my students, I'd give a bad lecture and my students wouldn't have to say anything. It would be written all over their faces. Just like, what did you just say? Uh, right. So that exactly is, right. yeah. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people have a phobia about speaking, uh, but if you can just like go to WordPress meetups, or whatever meetup, you know, it doesn't have to be WordPress. Just whatever. a meetup. A yeah, meetup exactly. is so, it's so great because you, if you don't like it or if you bomb, you don't ever have to go to that meetup again. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And it's like super low pressure. Like even speaking at a WordCamp is pretty low pressure. Uh, yeah. the, the community is very accepting. So find small places locally and just talk to people and, and get your ideas out there and get real world feedback. Uh, yeah. So... So this site is on top of WordPress, uh, but what else can you tell us about it? How did you build it? So um, it is sitting on uh, WP Engine as a host, and on top of that, it runs WordPress. Layered on top of WordPress, obviously, you need a theme, and so this particular uh, theme framework is the Genesis framework from Studio Press, and they have a uh, they have a boilerplate free. Uh, child theme that I'm using because a lot of the custom page design work will be done with another plugin called Beaver Builder. So Genesis is the base. And so for all the stuff that you see that are just the display of the articles, um, that is that is just the, the baseline uh, Genesis and, and, the, and the free child theme. But when you go to landing pages, uh, obviously, uh, you know, any of the landing pages and some of the WooCommerce pages are customized by uh, a plugin called Beaver Builder, which lets you do uh, a bunch of different layout work for um, for WordPress. And then, of course, the moment you get into buying something, whether you're talking about buying a T-shirt, buying a book, uh, buying membership, that is all sitting on top of WooCommerce. And uh, I tell people if you're going to build a membership site and you're, there's no commerce related, it's just, I mean, the transaction is a membership piece, but you're not going to sell anything else, especially not any physical goods, then I typically go with member press. But in this particular case, where I would be selling physical goods, uh, I decided to go with WooCommerce. And if you're going to go with WooCommerce, um, then the membership and subscriptions extensions, uh, subscriptions is Skyverge, I'm sorry, subscriptions is Prospress, and memberships is Skyverge. And both of those are maybe my two favorite extensions of the entire uh, WooCommerce line. Um, obviously, WooCommerce is free, but uh, subscriptions, I think, is $1.99 for a site. 
memberships is 149 for a single site and you go oh, okay wow that's that's a little bit of money and it is worth every single penny i've said this before nobody has done uh the level of work and detail and understanding of subscriptions as the folks at Prosspress. um i remember two three years ago i wrote a ridiculously long blog post about the fact that most of the subscription code in wordpress sucked and it was a polite conversation but it was still a you guys don't understand what it means to pause and re and restart a, a subscription. You don't know what it's like to uh, upgrade a subscription midstream and prorate and recalculate and assign previous existing spend against new spend and new uh, um, requirements of whatever the new plan that you did, the upgrade. There's no way to do a downgrade and prorate. And the guys at Prosperous, basically, Brent and everyone there just went, okay, uh, first everyone said like, no, we're not going to do it. And most people didn't do it. And then, and then Brent said, okay, we're going to do it. And they have killed it. Um, they have done remarkable work. And again, on the member press side too, Blair has done a lot to, to add that too. But the, the subscriptions code base is incredible. And, um, and then recently I met with, uh, the folks at, at Skyverge to say, what I really would like is for you to detach membership and and subscription even though they work together so that i could say i want something to be paid for in three payments but i want the membership to last a year right so i want three monthly payments because you're accruing all that value up front like someone signs into beyond good as a member and they're like oh my gosh they're gonna go and get all the value out of reading all those different posts and all that stuff early so I want to be able to monetize that within the first two months or three months. I don't want them to be paying in month six, seven, eight, you know, but I want them to have access for, say, 12 months, right? And so the new memberships uh, extension just rolled that new feature out that I can, I can separate the two. So um, doing all that, but then it gets more fun because of my good friends over at Zapier, which um, – some people say Zapier. I think that's how you actually say it because it makes you happier. But ah. I've heard – yeah, that's how I remember it now. <laughs> but I've heard Zapier and Zapier and lots of different ways to say it. But they are a, uh, a platform for connecting dots, right? And what's really cool about the dot connecting they do is they open the world up to a lot of other possibilities. So if you become a member of Beyond Good, right, if you sign up and become a member, you pay something. And the moment you pay, that goes through Stripe, right? So that's the integration I'm using for payment. And the moment you hit Stripe, Stripe now has a record of the fact that you did a transaction, a certain volume of money, a certain descriptor in the tag. And I parse that with um, uh, Zapier so that I can see, okay, you actually paid me through Stripe, but I have 16 different sites that are coming in through Stripe and paying money. So I look at not only the mount, but I also look at the descriptor. And when I have the right descriptor that says, oh, this is the Beyond Good membership or whatever, I can then use Zapier to say, okay, pull that one out, listen to that one, and connect the dots to other places. So you can – like in this case, right, I can send you a custom postcard, right, postcard that says, hey, thanks for joining up because uh, Zapier has a, a postcard uh, partner, right? And so you go – this is perfect. This is, you know, this is what I what I like. Uh, I can I can send you that. I can also send you a T-shirt, right? Um, and so you look at you look at um, uh, spread spreadshirt I think, which um, also has you know has a connection. Um, 
And so uh, I can send you a like again in this case it's free a free T-shirt um, that basically is a thank you for um, thank you for joining right uh, thank you for being a member and so you can walk around wearing whatever right so I have to look up specifically which are the, I think I was using Lob and uh, yeah Lob L O B is are the folks that do the uh custom postcards they also can do posters and other things like that right so it's not just postcards but that's very cool and then um on the t-shirt side i'm trying to remember which one uh i was using i will i'll, I'll have to log in and actually see which which player but um the benefit of using zapier is that you can do more than the code that you have um you know specifically in woocommerce or specifically in wordpress right and that's uh, that's where it gets really, um, really powerful. Uh, the last bit of it is I can also use all the same stuff that we're talking about with Zapier connected to Agile CRM. Um, and Agile CRM is my CRM program. And I use Zapier to take every time you purchase anything and I move you into my CRM and I add tags, right? So like, hey, you bought the Beyond Good membership. But you also commented at chrislama.com and you also went and bought Membership Huddle, which is another membership website that I run, right? And, uh, oh, and we see that you you took the um, Storytellers Cafe class at chrislama.com, right? So I can start tagging these people, give them you know more points or more scoring or whatever to say these are important people, which allows me then to send them custom uh, invitations and or discounts for something else, right? So um, the benefit of WooCommerce, the benefit obviously of WordPress and then WooCommerce and then um, using memberships and subscriptions to, to create more than just a regular store and then using Zapier to connect to other resources that lets you look like and feel like a bigger company, right? Um, custom postcards, custom t-shirts, and then getting all that data back into my CRM is what makes this whole thing uh, a lot of fun without writing tremendous amounts of code. Right, yeah, or doing it yourself, right? Like, you know, if, if you didn't have Zapier, you'd have to print off your own postcards, and then when an order came in, uh, send it out yourself, right? Which is really time-consuming, more time-consuming than the, the monthly subscription you pay for for Zapier. So uh, using yeah, all these... Yeah, and the, and the, t-shirt, the t-shirt player is called Startup Threads. Startup Threads, all right. I'm, everything that Chris just mentioned, I, I have in the show notes, uh, so you don't have to like take notes furiously or anything like that. It'll all be there for you. Uh, so that is a lot of great tools, and, and you didn't touch any code for that, right? No, Joe, I am glad to say that I could build like you you can if you're like speed sure. timing this thing and you know what you're doing and you have it in your head, you can build everything I described uh, in half a day on a Saturday um, because it's literally just layering in the different components and then connecting some dots and then making sure that you um, it's not code, but you have to make sure, OK, so a mistake I made uh, the first time I was doing something with Zapier and Stripe was I just said, listen for this, and if the price is this or whatever, do whatever. And I forgot that I had other things going through Stripe. And so all of a sudden, these people are getting tagged incorrectly in my CRM, and I'm like, what's going on? And you go, oh, I need to parse the descriptor because the amount I, – I was charging in two different sites. I was charging $99, and then if someone sends me money a different way, but it all comes in through Stripe and hits as $99, that's just not a good way to do it. So you learn some little lessons, but – Fundamentally, once you start parsing the descriptor and then you start building out from there, um, and, and Zapier has not only matches, but they have definitely knots. So you can also say, 
it matches this string, but it is not this string. Um, you can put some logic into that engine so that you're so that you're protected. Uh, and then and then the trick is finding players like Lob and like Startup Threads because you're like someone must be doing this. And right. it turns out making T-shirts. Everybody makes T-shirts, right? I've I created a video on making a T-shirt. In fact, I have a different store that is a, a T-shirt site with WooCommerce that is using um, uh, Printful, I think. Um, and so it's great. It's a video. It shows you how to do it, whatever. But I can't do anything in an automated way where I say if you sign up for a membership, you get automatically sent this one T-shirt for free. I can't do that with Zapier because it doesn't – Printful and Zapier don't talk to each other, but startup threads and Zapier do. And so part of the work is researching which are the tools that connect, which are the tools that are available to me, and how can I leverage them the most. And most people, once they get their mindset on, I'm going to do X or I'm going to do Y, that's where they stop looking. And so part of the job is to keep looking at what are all the things that are available to me? How can I sweeten this up and make this easier? How can I make my life easier? How can I automate more so that I have less to do and the thing is running as a, as a smooth engine? Yeah, and like that's right. So there was no dev time, but there's still a ton of testing time, right? And uh, that's getting stuck, getting stuck or set on something is uh, definitely something you you need to be mindful of, right? Because I I was working on a project where I was certain I would use PM Pro. Uh, Jason Coleman's a good friend of mine. He was the first guest on the show, and uh, for the uh, minimum viable product, I decided to nix memberships because they didn't make a whole lot of sense at first launch. And now I'm reconsidering using PM Pro because there is something that integrates with WooCommerce a little better, a little easier without me having to write code. Um, that's not to say that PM Pro is not a great product uh, because I I think it is. Uh, I'm talking to like a memberships expert here. so <laughs> But uh, it, it's not necessarily the right tool for the job. Right. And so the, the, the trick always is who's the person who's using it, right? So if we're talking to an audience that are all developers – PM Pro and Restrict Content Pro are fantastic products. They have a bunch of hooks, and you can do a lot, right? But if you're talking to an audience of people who are uh, young programmers or not programmers at all, PM Pro can get scary, right? Because what happens is it has all the all the infrastructure you need, but then you're like, oh, I need this other add-on, this other add-on. And then you're like, how do you do this? And you send a note to Jason, who's a really awesome dude. And Jason sends you back a little bit of code, right? Like, oh, just drop this in, to, whether it's your functions file or some other place. And I know people who literally stop right there and go, I can't, I can't do anything because he sent me code. And I don't I, – like this code could break my whole site if I put it in the wrong place. And you're like, it, it really can't, but I understand the fear, right? So different products are, are better for a different, different kinds of audiences. For me, you know, when I go and – build all this stuff with membership and subscriptions and store and everything else on, on top of WooCommerce, what I'm looking for is that that connection between the people who are building an extension for WooCommerce and the people who are building WooCommerce because I can't afford for those things to get out of sync. And so if you're a little further away, if you're a Restrict Content Pro or PM Pro or a bunch of the other players they're kind of watching maybe a little bit at w what WooCommerce just rolled out and figuring out if they have to do something. But SkyBridge and Prospress are tight in and hooked in and constantly updating. So I want to make sure all of these pieces are working well together so that I don't have to worry about it. When there's an update to one or an update to another, it's not going to break the whole site. Yeah, and that, that makes perfect sense. So uh, so that is you put a whole lot of things together. Uh, so you've You've launched the site right now. Articles are out there, but is the, is the store live or are the memberships live? 
it's all it's all coming live here in the next couple of weeks. By the time people hear this episode, it may all be live, or if not, it's a, a week or two away. But it's uh it's all launching this year. Um and and that was the when I left Crowd Favorite, part of part of what I said I'd do is I'd take a, some time off before I join whatever next company or do whatever next thing. And one of the things I wanted to do was launch Beyond Good and get it up and running so that I had not only chrisama.com as a place where I was blogging, but another place where I could blog about things that weren't WordPress. Nice, nice. And so uh, so this is a relatively new product. So uh, do you have a lot of plans for the future or maybe what are your general plans for the future? You know, whatever you want to talk about here. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, for the site, um, I have uh, a book a couple of uh, T-shirts for sale. Um, I have uh, it's a it's a, a fairly substantive uh, ebook on storytelling and leadership. Uh, that is, I think we're now twelve chapters in, and so I'm still writing. It's a couple thousand words a day of of punching out content, um, separate from the blog posts themselves. And so uh, there's a there's a book. There's some T-shirts. There's a membership uh, that will get you access to. Uh, a little mastermind group, right? And so trying to connect the dots between uh, not just me giving other people information, but how do we get little groups of people connecting and talking about leadership? And I hope to get all that in play and then figure out for me personally uh, what are the next steps because obviously uh, one of the things that you you don't do when you're working as a consultant, uh, for the most part, is you don't lead people, right? So I am doing a lot of consulting where I'm writing assessments and looking at evaluations and I'm giving advice and I'm, I'm creating models and spreadsheets of revenue generation and all these uh, things, but it's all just me. Right. And, uh, one of the things I love doing is leading people. So at some point I may look at joining, uh, a, a larger company where, where I get to do that. So that's, that's some of what we're evaluating now over the, uh, we, my wife and I, as we talk through what are the different opportunities and what makes sense. And, uh, and of course, you've been to my home. We're not leaving San Diego. So everything gets filtered, filtered through the, but I still get to smoke my cigars in my hot tub. Yes. Which is a, a very important thing to do. Like when I go out to California, I, I try to make it a point to go there because smoking cigars in the hot tub is, is a highlight of being in that state. So that's right. <laughs> um, so uh, that's, so before we get to the final question, actually you, you churn out tons of content, right? So maybe this was your trade secret, but in case you had a different trade secret, I would love to ask, uh, how do you come up with good, like a lot of good content? So, uh, I think, I think there's two, there's two tricks to it, right? Um, uh, and I think I've never, I, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if anyone's ever asked the question because people just kind of shy away from, okay, what's, what's the, how do you pull off all this content? So here, here they are, right? Just exclusively for your audience. Um, number one, you have to spend time with people who you are trying to serve, right? You have to spend time with people you're trying to serve. And a, a lot of us go, oh yeah, I do that. I do that. But it's not true, Right. If you're a developer who's writing articles for young people who are starting off their development journey and all you do is spend time with all your developer friends who are all as mature as you and know all the things, you're not spending time with the community you're serving. Um, and you don't you don't have a clue. Like, Joe, when you teach a class, you teach a class to young people. So you really are engaging with that newbie. And you know what it looks like when you say something that is maybe three steps ahead of where you need to be and you look at their eyeballs and their eyeballs are like – I don't have a clue what you just said, right? Mm -hmm. um, yep. So, so 
you know, I've been in rooms where I've talked with people and said something like responsive, like, do you want the site responsive? And they go, um, well, of course I want it to react to people. <laughs> and you go, right, right, right. Of course, that's what you meant by the word responsive. I was thinking something else. But now that I think about it, I'm the moron. Right. So you you the reality is you have to connect with the people that you're trying to serve um, and spend a lot of time there. What that does is it gives you a million questions, a million stories, right? Because those people are constantly asking like, so how, what if I want to do this? In fact, my whole idea of the postcard piece came from a conversation I had with a realtor who said, well, if someone signs up to my, to my real estate website and wants to see my MLSs, I also want to send them a direct print piece. How do I do that? And I went, I don't know. Like, don't you have a virtual assistant in your, you know, in an office that will just make it up and ship it out? And they go, but what if I want to automate it? I'm like, there must be automation for postcards. Let's go look. There must be someone who connects it. And eventually you figure it out. And then one day you use it. And then another day you go write about it, right? So the more you spend time, right? The more you spend time, the more you get all the questions. And those questions drive great content. The second thing is your goal when you write has to be to help someone else. And uh, I can't tell you the number of times people have said, oh, Chris, you know, when we're, you know, when you're face to face and you're chatting with them and they're like, God, you're really like you're you're much smarter than you come across on your blog, which I think (laughs) they mean as a compliment. Um, And they follow it up with you should just write some really long, deep, like even technical articles, right? People who don't know I have any technical background. You should write something so that people know, you know, what you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not the objective. The objective is not to write a, a, a blog, that's called a, a diary, right? Um, the objective is not to demonstrate all of my knowledge, skill, and prowess. The objective is to help someone else. And normally that means distilling it down, it means changing your language, it means uh, shaping it to be helpful, and it means focus on answering those questions that you heard in, in part one of the two-part secret here. And um, what that does, it, it just gives you a, uh, a, a sense with that audience who's reading, a sense that you care about them, which is what you need to do to win. Um, and as you care, they give you more content because they send you more questions like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And some people get frustrated with that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I got 42 emails this morning when I woke up because there were all these different people writing uh, questions uh, about some article I wrote or something to, you know, or, or just randomly they're like, you look like a helpful guy. Why don't I send all my free questions to you? And people get upset. And I go, no, no, that's just that's just them giving me content, right? So I can turn around now and say, hey, let's go write this answer. Um, so that's the that's the secret. Nice, that's awesome. Well, do you have another trade secret for us? Because that's a really good one. We could totally end on that. Um, my trade secret uh, is you don't need one killer product. You don't need one killer company. Uh, you don't even need to sell your business for $3 million, $5 million, $10 million, $100 million. Probably the first $100,000 or $200,000 is going to change your life. And if that's the case, it turns out that $100,000 or $200,000 is a lot easier to make from multiple revenue streams than from a single revenue stream. So my key is and my, my, my takeaway, my suggestion, my recommendation is don't build one product and put all your eggs in that one basket slowly build several. I don't know if Beyond Good is going to kill it, but frankly, I don't need it to kill it. I just need it to produce a 
2,000, 5,000, 10,000 a month revenue stream. And when you add that to another revenue stream at crystal.com and other revenue stream from uh, membershiphuddle.com and other members, uh, other revenue stream from vimeo.com and another revenue stream from, you know, and you just keep layering revenue streams and eventually you're like, you know, if I quit my job today, I could go several months without working because the revenue streams are bringing in, a, uh, in enough that I could sit in my hot tub and smoke some cigars and <laughs> make some choices about my future uh, without having to rush into something. I think most people think I got to have that home run hit. And, uh, and my recommendation is just be consistent about hitting a lot of, of uh, you know, singles and doubles. But that means building out multiple properties uh, and uh, maybe the last takeaway is don't put your name on them. Right, I put Chris Sama on Chris Sama. I can't sell Chris Sama. Like I, I can only to my friend Syed, who would gladly buy it. But, um, but I can't sell ChrisSama.com because it's Chris. Like, who's gonna write like Chris Sama? But all the others are not with my name on it, so that you also have the opportunity to take a single property if it connects to the right niche, um, and you can just sell that and and move on and let someone else pick it up. Man, that is that's great, great advice. So, and I love the baseball analogy, you know. People love the home run hitter, but the the guy who has the 400 average probably contributes to the team more. So uh, that's fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about all of your stuff. And thanks to our sponsors, uh, Hover.com and WP Stagecoach. Definitely check them out. And if you enjoy the show, make sure to check us out and rate us on iTunes at How I Built It. Uh, Subscribe if you want. And please check out the Patreon over at patreon.com slash howibuiltit. Until next time, get out there and build something.